0: peeps. It is Lala Kent
1: with Randall
0: and we are back at it again in our kitchen. Quarantine. So we had a pretty, here's the thing about this. It is forcing us to get creative. Randall and I went and rented a 42 foot RV double double pop out RV When we first took it out, we went to Joshua Tree.
1: But we were on our way to Arizona or On our way to Arizona.
0: And we got into Joshua Tree. We're in the RV. We're like messing around, whatever. The pop-out suddenly won't work for the master bedroom. We look at each other. We probably got there at what?
1: 5.30. Dinner time.
0: We were hauling ass back to LA by seven thirty.
1: Yeah, we were back in LA.
0: We looked at each other. We were like, "Well, let's at least like make the hot dogs we brought." So we made our hot dogs. We made dinner. We made dinner. It was nice. It was fun.
1: But we looked at each other and we're like, "We're in a dusty RV park. All the national parks are closed. There's not even a." We few. went to a,
0: or a KOA.
1: K O A. It was nice. People were nice there. We met some interesting people. Super nice. But but the thing about it was we didn't. Ha- it didn't feel like. An adventure it felt like we were like in Palm Springs almost, but on a dusty road. So we didn't like that. It was we great. no,
0: we didn't like that. So, so we drive we, we drive back to L. A. We sleep in our bed. The next morning we wake up. We drive back to get we switch a, out the RV. We switched out the RV to a bigger, more badass one.
1: And we were really, really inspired when we got in that baby, right,
0: dude? I looked at it. I was like, okay, we're ready. This is legit. And instead of going really, really far, we were like, let's break ourselves in. So we we hauled ass to Malibu. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: hold on, hold on. Let me back it up. You're making it look like we're just hobnobbing around LA. Let me We are
0: hobnobbing around I, LA. I,
1: I know, but babe, we were gonna go to Pismo Beach, it was like a two a two and a half hour drive and they didn't have like an ocean view for us. And we, and we said, and what we said was, is if we're going to do this, like we at least want to look at the ocean since we can't swim in them because they're all closed. We can't be in a national park. They're all closed. And so we found, we found um, uh, a Malibu RV park. And honestly, babe, don't you agree it was like a gem in the rough. It it was spectacular.
0: Dude, we had beach front. I mean, we parked that bitch and we were like totally...
1: We thought we were like...
0: I felt like I was, like, Beyonce. Uh, like, uh, I was touring, and I found, like, an epic spot to just park my whip.
1: <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. I think that we had, like, a $30 million view. I swear. It
0: we was, did have a $30 million and, view. And, you,
1: and we, I remember, and we invited your mom and her friend, and they came out. We cooked spaghetti.
0: Spaghetti. We had
1: pasta. We had some vegetables. Yeah, we all I had, had some vegetables. You had vegetables. I watched. You
0: did not partake.
1: I know, but I told you, tomorrow I'm going to start working out with you.
0: Okay. Okay, so. And ingesting vegetables
1: and and I'll eat vegetables next Eleven. week you can ask how much vegetables remember I'm trying to change a little bit okay okay wait but hold on let's go back for a second so we did that but can I tell you what my favorite part of this whole thing was tell me after they left it was nighttime we closed up our little whip we turned off the lights we had DVDs because there's no cable so we put blacklist in and you and I That show is so good I know it was not only so good but then you and I we had cuddle time Yes, I'm going to admit this. And we could hear the waves crashing all night. It was Amazing.
0: a perfect night.
1: It was. And then we woke up and they made us move. So that was a whole production. To
0: an even better. More VIP. <laughs> More VIP. I feel
1: like they moved us from North Malibu to like like the where all the rich people are in Malibu. So I feel like we got upgraded. We got an upgrade.
0: Yeah. yeah I felt sure. like I was Jamie Kennedy in a... That's Malibu's Most Wanted. That's
1: a good one. Okay, yeah. good. So then we got moved. Then you said the fish looked like they were dying at home, so you and your mom went to go get algae. But something. before
0: I went and did that...
1: Oh, what do we do? Did you something? guys,
0: these, these people that have these oh, fucking shit. RVs, it's like, a, it's like a culture.
1: Oh, it's a whole different world. I mean, by the way, what about the ones who bring... Listen, babe, I found something out. So Lala thought that the RV people next to us... She thought they lived there permanently, but I did research there. They're not permanent, those people. They bring their own grass, their own fences, their own pottery, and they create a little yard. Next to their RVs. These are professional RVs. You guys,
0: people. this one RV that had like this little white picket fence and these like beautiful flower pots. And the, and the, and fake the fire grass. Pit,
1: the fake fire pit.
0: Fake fire pit. And then it, or not a fake fire pit, a fake, like they had a fake fire. Like it looked like real yeah. flames. And then they had a fire pit where they would like sit around at night. Oh. And then they had a sign that said, the beach is my happy place. Like yeah. what they would put, like what someone would put outside <laughs> of their beach house.
1: It's, it's really, honestly, a, a, I want to say, something. we're not even making fun of anybody. It really is a different world that we've never seen before. No,
0: but you should see these people. They like are, in, they've got like their Jeep parked perfectly. What do you mean They're bike? like whipping in their Hon, freaking, I want, t- I want to
1: tell you a story. It's, it's the craziest thing. Right when you left, yeah, my RV pulled in next to me. Yeah. Within 15 minutes, I'm being serious. All hooked up. No, wait, not only just all hooked up, bikes. Games, dartboards. I mean, it was like... Professional. These people really know how to do it. And I think if you really RV around the country, you you must get really good at knowing what to bring. But we didn't know... Let's tell everybody, because you're looking at me like I'm... like. Oh, you should have seen us. Tell how screwed up we were. No, it was with like our national
0: lampoons. It, yes. We we were a hot mess. We like looked in the cupboard. We, we didn't get anything that was like okay to eat. <laughs> like we didn't secure anything when how we would many drive. Days, how
1: many days do you think it would have been before we died of starvation and water? With well, a that's why of I yeah. only
0: allowed us to get to Malibu. I was like, we can't. You didn't trust us. Not really. Would you have We trust? need a little bit more practice, or we need at least one person who knows what the hell they're doing.
1: I think we need to hire an RV packer shopper, right? Yeah, they yeah. They stock us up, and they say, you guys are good for seven days. Go journey. But, but you have to admit, I did get good at... Hooking the electrical up.
0: Oh, we're five star the hooking water. the whip up. And it's, the water, it's everything else. It's like I don't cook in a kitchen that's fully stocked at so my house. With... So, yeah, like, so how we're... am I supposed to do it in an RV?
1: Yeah, we need some assistance with the shopping cart.
0: For... Yeah, but we had fun. I had the best time ever.
1: I did. I really like. I think we took it for granted a little bit because it was so just perfect, and we were like, I think we were a little overwhelmed today. It was a, today was a. One well, when days. you
0: wake up and there's no coffee or breakfast, it's kind of a bus kill. You're like looking at the ocean and you're like, damn, I would really love some pancakes. So and maybe coffee. we can go
1: back there and have another sleep, but well, bring coffee.
0: Just like something to wake up and like, I. Or like,
1: or like, cook eggs in the morning.
0: You know what's crazy though is I used to do that stuff as a little kid, but instead of an RV, we would, re- like, ha- my dad and my mom had a houseboat. Oh, they and it was like the exact same type of thing. But professionals, dude, I remember that. They knew packed, what to do. Oh, my God. We had the car. We had the speedboat. It was packed with all our food. The second we got there, whipped the boat down. God, you should it see Lala house, right girl. now.
1: She's like moving and waving her hands around like a professional. So no, you like, really, they really had it done.
0: Oh, they knew exactly. And we but had like three f- families that would your, come with us and everyone was just on it. But
1: in the time that I knew your dad, your dad was very specific. Well, he right? was
0: like me. Yeah, like very anal. OCD.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so he knew, like, no one was going on a trip with your dad without... No, we
0: had... I mean, people brought the games. Then we had an ice cream maker that one of the families would pack. And, like, we had all this stuff. Like, tonight we're having tacos and this and that. Like,
1: Oh, they planned out, like, everything.
0: Each family would have a day. Like, today I'm doing breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Tomorrow you're doing breakfast. Or they'd flip-flop. They just knew exactly what they were doing, and I I want to do that.
1: So the next time we go in the camper... Why don't you? Cook? Randall, I'm a little angry with you
0: because you made me kind of bougie. <laughs>
1: Fuck. So there's no coming back from this. I
0: don't know. My mom looks at me and she's like, why are you acting like you have no idea like how to make a bed or but, do laundry? And I'm like,
1: <laughs> but can I, tell you I something?
0: haven't had to do but, it in a but while. Can I tell
1: you something? I bust your balls a lot about not being as domesticated. But can I tell you something? I love you the way you are.
0: Well, I know how to be domesticated no, is but the I, problem.
1: But I love you the way you but are. But when
0: you have Isabelle up in this house and she's making like five-star meals all the time and she's like, no, Lala, sit down. I'll make your bed. I'll do this. It's like, oh, this is kind of nice. Then <laughs> you get a little comfortable, you know? <laughs> and then when you expect me to go on an RV trip, I'm like, what? what's happening?
1: So... Why don't we just bring Isabel the next time we go on an RV trip and can she can I tell you along. So, so Isabel along.
0: Isabel is our house manager from Guatemala. And I'll tell you one thing about this woman. She calls me the queen of the house. And I tell her, girl, you are the yeah, queen of this Isabel. house. Isabel is my ride or die. The other day she got her final paper where it's uh, to her last interview before she becomes a U.S. citizen. Yeah. And she and I sat in the kitchen and cried. And I was like, you... Deserve to be in this country just as much as I do without you in this house. Like, this house would not oh, I didn't function. Even know you
1: did this. That's really nice.
0: I said it to her and our housekeeper, Joanna, which Joanna does not speak any English, but she's so sweet. And so, Isabel was Translated. was translating, and they then we all started crying. I was like, what? I'm so grateful for you Why guys. You tell like, you're my, of this? I, I just slipped my mind. It was just such a beautiful moment. You didn't tell me any of this. No, th- dude, Lala. those are the queens of this castle, that's for sure. They make this wow. household run. Flawlessly, so that I don't lose my mind. And the fact that they even give a shit—like, those are my girls right there.
1: And I want to tell you that every morning I know when I call, when I can't get Lala on the phone at like ten forty-five because I'm at the office, I need to talk to her. I call Isabella, but well, like, Mister, she's sleeping. And I and I said, but I'm bringing coffee up to her right now. I'm like, okay, don't don't wake her up. Give her the coffee, then call me. She's yeah. Like, okay, I know. Trust me, I know what to do. Yeah, yeah. We we've got a system going.
0: No, that's my girl right there. I think
1: I think you got to show me how to cook. Uh, cook I think you got to show them. See, I don't even know yeah, You I'm need to about.
0: teach me how to cook some coffee for you, Lala. I,
1: well, I was trying to be make sweet. Make coffee?
0: I would love that. Would you
1: like me to make you coffee in the totally. morning? Totally. Fine. Will you show me tonight?
0: Yeah. Okay. It's so easy.
1: People are going to be busting. We only mouth.
0: have a Keurig, so it's like, what pop. See, you pop the pot in, it comes out, you put a little creamer, I'm good to go. You don't even have to do anything. Because I
1: think that the last two weeks of no quarantine, I'm not going to blame everything on this, but I feel like you know coffee in the morning. Not good.
0: It's not, not a good, good. situation. And I, can't,
1: I can't ever be in that RV with you without coffee because you're a huge coffee person.
0: I'm a huge coffee person. I'm <laughs> drink
1: caffeine. So oh no,
0: that that gets my day going. It gets my moving so that I can move forward in life with a free gut. You know, it's like oh, this it just gets everything popping in the morning. <laughs> I love this.
1: I, I love this. All right. Well, let's just pivot here and uh talk about. Our next guest. I love
0: for- all these things that you're saying. You're like, let's switch gears, let's pivot. You are Andy Cohen. It's the craziest thing.
1: But, no, that, as we that's that's doing, a compliment.
0: it's a huge compliment. Easy. I
1: mean, by the way, Andy Cohen is a badass, and I give him so much respect for. Can the-
0: I tell you something without you being mad? Randall gets jealous sometimes, but Andy Cohen is like so sexy. <laughs>
1: Okay, that one I'm going to let go because I know, I know you <laughs> because
0: have- Because he's no threat to you.
1: Okay, but, well, tell wait, tell me what I said the other day.
0: What'd you say? When you
1: went to Palm Springs.
0: Wait, what'd and you say? you said? called me from- Oh, my God, this was so funny, you guys. So I go to Palm Springs. First of
1: all, I want to say something. My girl gets jealous, too, just in her own way, but not- but different. And and we have a very trust. Uh, this is just it's just a trust relationship. But sometimes as a guy, my girl thinks that, like, everything she just doesn't think sometimes like women don't think the way guys do. So go ahead. Tell okay, so me what, what you did.
0: My ride Diane and myself, Madison, she's my lady of honor at my wedding. OK, so we decide to go to Palm Springs now, like shit is getting real with the covid and. We, you know, she was planning on going there for her birthday anyway, but she was meeting some of her guy friends that she knows from New York. They were all flying in and they had a house. Well, Randall and I usually (coughs) stay at La Quinta Resort. Yes. And so I got us a room, Madison and I, a room there until, thank you, Randall's pouring me Diet Coke and a wine glass. This is epic. Randall's
1: really putting in time right now. This is my
0: litty lit time. Anyway, so... (laughs) Madison and I are going to stay at La Quinta Resort until her friends get there. Right. So me thinking. So Madison
1: had a trip already planned. Right.
0: Me thinking economically.
1: To save me money. To
0: save money. I was like, Rand, Madison's friends have a house. Like, to save you money, I'll stay at their house for four days until you get here. And then we'll check back into La Quinta. Randall wanted to know who these guys are. What do they do for a living? How did you meet them? How old are they? Okay,
1: okay, okay. Okay. The part of the conversation. And so, no,
0: we had a really great conversation. It was very productive. I was like, babe, I need you to tell me why you're why you're asking all these questions. For me, it's like four years in. He put a ring on it. Like that's what it is. (laughs) And he goes, babe, I'm just feeling really insecure. And I was like, oh, I was
1: in Puerto Rico.
0: Yes, and but I love that you said that because then I knew what to do with that. I was like, okay. I won't stay there. Yeah, I'll keep the hotel room. I just want to save you money. Right, and I. Right. Angel says, "He goes, I will fucking buy that hotel before I let you go stay <laughs> at that fucking guy's house."
1: And then Madison was in the car. She goes, "I like it. Very honest. I respect that." Okay, we're staying at the hotel. So we
0: stayed at the hotel for two weeks. Yeah, almost. Yeah, for ten days. Two weeks. Racked up a hefty bill. But it was significantly less than buying the hotel.
1: Yeah, you did save me money buying the hotel. By the way, it, that was a great trip. I, except when I got to the hotel, I I got a little under the weather. Your mom and I both got sick.
0: What we thought we was should tell that story. COVID nineteen. We
1: did. Okay, you so, didn't get it. No, I didn't get it. But
0: but uh, during that time, y'all thought you did have it. Well, so we we were all staying hunkered down under one roof. Yes. quarantine. But, let, but
1: let's talk about just real quick, not to elaborate, but I mean along. but I got there. I, my, your mom got a sore throat. I got a sore throat Friday. Yeah. Woke up Saturday, had a horrible sore throat and just felt very tired. Right. And so out of safety for everybody, I drove to LA. Mm-hmm. I got a test. I went to our house. I hunkered into the bedroom. And I stayed there until the test came back, which came back negative, you know, thank God. But, yeah, we were all concerned because, I mean, to get sick right now and, and have, well, a lot is of, scary. have those symptoms, you know. But um,
0: on like, the bright side, besides you not having it, yeah. the bright side of this, you guys, is me having to just sit around and hang out with the people that I love the most, you know, minus my little brother. I wish he was here. <laughs> But I'm like living the dream.
1: I want to just pivot here to to get ready for our guest.
0: Should we tell and them is our who our, yeah, let's tell them who our guest is. You tell,
1: you tell them because it's a friend of both of ours and we love her.
0: Yes. So we have the stunning and talented Maria Manunos joining us today via phone, obviously, because we're quarantined <laughs> AF.
1: We're so excited.
0: We cannot wait to bring her on. So let us dial her up. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. we are back and we have one of my most favorite human beings ever on the line with us
1: maria menudos boom damn welcome maria
0: hi we got me and kev here kevin oh, we got the couple go. my favorite couple the
1: couple that works together stays, stays together, together.
2: That's right. I know. No changes here. We're stuck together all day, every day anyway.
0: I know. That's exactly what I was telling Rand. I was like, for me, nothing has changed as far as like just being around you 24-7.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got to yeah. say, you know, first of all, it's it's like come full circle because what I love is I have, you know, when I was first interviewed on any podcast, on any show ever, it was yours, Marie. I was petrified. You <laughs> and Kevin made me feel calm. And you're like, you guys you're such a natural you have fun it's it was good it was great and then lala and i came together and we're like we should try this and and here we are and now we got you guys
0: it's been our saving grace during this time
2: isn't it cool i feel like my podcast has been my saving grace my sanity hour through this whole thing because you can't check your phone. You can't listen to the news. You can't get enveloped by all of the negativity. And so, yeah, it's a really, it's a really nice thing to have.
0: It is. And so tell us, we want to hear, we want to hear about it all. How are you guys dealing with being stuck indoors, not being able to, you know, socialize, which your business is based on bringing in people to be on your podcast? Like, how are you guys dealing with all of this?
2: We're dealing with it pretty well. You know, um, I was very ahead on this because I'm a nerd and I was watching what was <laughs> I was watching what was coming and I kept saying, guys, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. And everybody would laugh at me and especially my dad. And I I remember being at our Friday meeting at AfterBuzz, and I remember saying to everybody, and our staff, I said, we need to let everyone know that we are taking every measure possible. We're doing multiple cleanings a day. I want our hosts who are coming in to feel safe. And this was four days before any company was thinking like that. I go, I can't believe these major restaurant chains, no one's putting precautionary measures in to let us feel safe because I stopped patronizing places well before the lockdown. Oh, wow. And so I remember one of my staff members saying, nothing's going to happen. It's fine. I go, guys, we are cleaning every hour on the hour, every doorknob, every surface, everything.
1: What month was this? Were you doing this in February?
2: This was, gosh, probably four weeks ago.
1: Oh, wow. You were ahead of it.
2: And I was really ahead of it. I had been having my housekeeper shopping ahead Way before anybody even thought about it.
0: You're one of the toilet paper ho- hoarders. <laughs> Are you, Maria? I
2: didn't hoard, but I saw that. <laughs> uh, I just saw what was coming, and I have a really good instinct, and I'm very... um I've definitely got some, you know, abilities to see ahead. Yeah. And I said, I feel this and I feel like it's going to get bad and we need to prepare. So I started preparing, making sure we had enough supplies in the house to survive. We have to take care of my mom, who has stage four brain cancer. My dad is type one diabetic. We have an entire staff that lives on another property of ours and I wanted to make sure that we were all safe. I made sure we got medications for two months on everybody. Wow. And everyone, again, was still laughing at me.
1: Maria, can I tell you, wait, can I tell you something? First of all, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard because we should have been doing this shit because, you know, we were scrambling and, I, and taking it a step further I'm the opposite of you. I mean, Lala will tell you, I was in Puerto Rico directing my first movie.
2: I know. I was horrified. And, 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 I was and horrified. Wait, wait, wait.
1: And here's the crazy thing. The beaches are open. People are drinking pina coladas. I'm living in complete denial, and I'm calling Lala going...
0: No, he keeps asking me, like... Is, Lala why are you freaking out why are you So high strong I'm like you Have no idea what's going On and that, right now and
1: that was on March 13th I was saying that because We were still oh filming God. and nothing was Going on. and she's like babe you're living In denial I go you're all crazy and then all of a sudden
0: literally two days later he's like babe they're shutting down the hotel i have to come back from puerto rico tonight it was
1: it was, it was no and here's the crazy thing me and my cast uh you, you guys my cast call me and they they you know they we were all in that spirit of like we want to finish the movie and it was like once they shut down the city and we went into that quarantine thing which none of us had experienced we started to freak out and we got on the plane flew back and it was like we didn't know what to expect we get to la and i'm like Oh, my God. Like this has been going on for weeks before we've even seen it. So, right. so we were behind the, the eight ball.
0: So not so I respect people like you now, Maria.
2: You <laughs> I'm too. like, I should I have been doing say, that. Randall, you being a good director, you were so immersed. Yes. That I understand why you didn't understand what was happening. And I had to tell friends who weren't watching the news. I said, guys, get ready. And people had no idea, so I was definitely, I was two weeks ahead almost of everybody. You know, Randall,
3: and to defend you in your case, like you know, as a filmmaker, you don't get those shots. Guess what? Chances are very good you're never getting those shots. Correct, Kevin. And and
1: I think, and I think, Kevin, I think you get it. Like you know, you're you and me and all of us on this on this are, are come from a business where We know how hard it is to get yeah. a moment like that. And here it is. Here's what's crazy. I mean, I'm six days into shooting on, on the highest high. I'm back to my creative roots. And all of a sudden, the world is falling apart. I mean, what is going on? Is this, I mean, it just didn't seem real, you know? And, and I remember really. I remember being on the plane with the cast, and they were all looking at me. Like, two hours ago, we were filming, and now we're in the air yeah. going home. It was that surreal, you couldn't process it. It was one of those moments. So. I'm glad we got out at the time we we're supposed to get out and we're safe and all that stuff. But it, it was it was heartbreaking. Lala. And, le- and I'll just give you two other little tidbits bits. The Friday before we shut down, I got hit with my call from my girl calling me and me in tears. I couldn't even walk to the set for an hour because she was breaking the news to me that we had to shut our wedding down. And I was like,
2: oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So this was like a du- first was the wedding. And she's like and I said, babe, I don't even think I can go back to the set. And she's like, no, no, no you're going to pull it together. You're going to shake this off. We're going to get married on another day and you're going to go back to work. And I was like, it took me a couple hours. It did. I do remember because you
0: get your, you guys know you, you plan a wedding date and that date somehow, like you become obsessed with it. (laughs) Yeah. And we were holding on pretty tight to that date.
1: It was it was rough.
3: But Lala, good for you. Lala. Another good leader. I yeah. love it.
1: Good job. Yeah, she pulled she pulled the ripcord for she said, Babe, no one's gonna show up at our wedding. We've gotta we gotta protect ourselves now. And we called the property. They played ball with us and we were able
0: to make, you know, That shame. is the one great thing is during this everybody oh, has been great very, very kind. Like, I mean I've been getting emails that are like, by the way, like your Amex bill, we don't expect payment (laughs) because we know you probably don't have a job right now. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, guys, I want to ask you a couple, a, a big question because you have a huge business with after buzz TV. I mean, a gigantic operation with tons of employees. I don't even know the number, but it's, I know it's huge. It's a big business. How do you now go to broadcasting with all your live shows, with all of your podcasts, with all your stuff? How do do you survive and what have you done and and have you thrived in this time and been able to make changes? Because a lot of people have had to shut down completely.
2: Yeah. Well, I will say, so within 24 hours of me putting cards on every surface and table viewing station at AfterBuzz, for anybody who doesn't know what AfterBuzz is, we are a broadcast network that produces after shows for almost every TV show out there. So we are global and we produce 150 plus hours of programming a week. We have over 400 hosts, every size, race, ethnicity, wow. age, background. And it's a major operation. We have six high definition studios. Oh, like
1: you're a studio. I mean, you're literally a studio where every studio has shut down. Yeah. How do you use? I wouldn't even know what to do.
2: Okay. So. Within 24 hours of me putting note cards on every viewing <laughs> oh station God. saying we are cleaning furiously, I looked at I looked at our um, our one of our employees and I said, we need a plan immediately to be able to broadcast from everyone's homes because we're going to be quarantined any minute. We are going to go on lockdown. And everyone looked at me like I was nuts. I said, guys, we are going to be locked down. We need to at least start testing this. So instantly I thought of Zoom and I said, let's do some tests with Zoom. I set up some tests with them where we um, looked at how it could be done. Um, Our head guy, Stephen Lemieux, was amazing. He created our uh, logo to put, you know, on top of there. And we realized very quickly that all of our hosts could continue hosting these after shows from their homes. We created oh. a grid so we would know who had access to what, because, you know, a lot of people don't have TVs at home. We had the viewing stations at AfterBuzz, our studios. And so we figured out who had HBO, who had Showtime, who had, you know, broadcast TV. We created the after shows from there within 24 hours. We were up live. We didn't miss a beat because Saturdays were off. So by Sunday, we were live and we were producing 135 hours of programming. We set up uh, an engineer station in the house where our staff lives. So they were going to be quarantined together anyway. Oh,
1: my God. This is insane. This is insane. So
2: we set up stations where they could produce their show from their computers And and that was it. And we have not missed a beat. And it's been really amazing and a testament to our staff and our hosts who are so excited to bring this content to people who need it right now. Oh, yeah. A little entertainment. We have hosts that are hosting with their dogs and making it cute and fun. And it's been amazing. Wow. So like
0: during this time, have you noticed that viewership has gone up? Because again, like we don't have and you totally don't have to answer this, but like. For me, I even notice on my social media that things are getting more views than usual because I feel like everybody's just stuck.
3: Definitely. Views have definitely gone up. And I think um, because people now are stuck at home to watch this stuff, what's happening, Randall, which would be interesting, what your take is going to be is when the content starts running out. And that's why they're going to need people like you guys. And us to keep creating original content. Granted, it's not going kind to of have the production level of of like Better Call Saul. But for Randall, I heard that Walking Dead has the finale shot, but does not have the resources to edit the finale. Wow. So they have to make it a special later. So it's going to be interesting when the
1: new stuff runs out. You're you're right, Kevin. You're right. That's actually a really good point. And you know, I, I we f- we faced this in the last recession. Nothing of this scale, but. I feel like like when the guilds have gone on strike, you know, and content gets backed up and, and then they run out of content, I feel like there is going to be a thirst, a desperation for new content. And I think people like us who provide that are going to be, you know, in a place where they're just going to be so thirsty for content because this – the world has never seen – I mean, one thing – sometimes the, the, the content will get shut down, whether a guild or something like that, but we've never had them theater shut down. I mean, this is – this is unheard of. No, know. this
3: is, th- yeah, this is back to the depression, you guys. Like, it it's our, this ends global. We global. were globally connected 100 years ago. So, yeah, this is like nothing any of us have ever experienced.
1: I agree. Nothing. I agree. Let me, let me ask you guys a question. You, and now tell us about this. Am I confused? Maria, the show that Lala and I have both been on as guests and Kevin, you now have a show called Better Together Daily. Is that is yeah. that what it's called? And tell us about that. And how is it different? You know, is is it just explain it to us and tell us what it's.
2: Yeah, of course. So better together was born from my serious XM radio show. I was doing that daily and I really wanted to move to podcast again. And, um, and most of that was because I had so many epiphanies after I had brain surgery, you know, you know, my mom and I both had brain tumors within eight months of each other. It changed me completely. And so I started quickly to realize that I was a little lonely in my perspective on life. I knew social media was, you know, was, you know, what it was. I I knew that materials meant nothing anymore. I knew that what really mattered in life was our health and the well-being of our uh, of our family and friends and that bond and that love that we have with each other that you can't take anything else with you and none of it matters and i would find myself really lonely and so i created better together um because i was on a spiritual journey i wanted to really explore so many other things and i wanted to still get better at everything um health wellness spirituality finances everything oh, wow. and I'm, i love this i'm a- big learner so i started doing that every monday and it was my way of tapping into the greatest minds the greatest healers the greatest experts so that not only could i get answers to things that i needed and and help i wanted but so that everyone who's on that same journey with me didn't feel lonely and could get better with us So I was doing it every Monday. And then when this all happened, Kevin looked at me and he goes, Maria, it's your time. You've got to be the light right now for people because everyone's going to need this. Everyone's going to need to know how to handle their finances right now. We did an amazing episode with AJ Gupta, who is featured all over Tony Robbins' book, Money Master the Game. and, um, And I've changed my whole life because of him financially. And so We were able to talk to people who have credit card debt and say, listen, you know, you can get a zero percent loan, switch it over, save that money and interest every month. Or if you have a mortgage, you can refinance at a lower rate right now, helping people in a critical time. But then all the way down to, you know, relationships and how to how to survive being with your significant other 24/7 when you're not used to it like we are, obviously. Right. Bringing in spiritual gurus who are telling us that this is an awakening that we all needed. This was the awakening I had after surgery. And now everyone's being forced into it, whether they're going to accept it, whether they're going to lean into it. I don't know. But that's what I'm doing every day with my show. I'm providing a sane, safe space where we have light, where we can talk about what we're afraid of and what we're worried about, but also turn it into something positive and and figure out, as Trevor Moad said, how to win the weight. And right now, I think we all need to be winning the weight. We have to wait. We have no choice. How do we win the
1: weight? I actually love that. That I mean,
2: that's I, like
0: right up my alley. You're you're the person that's bringing hope to so many people at this time and and beyond this time. I mean, so many people. Just the world that we live in, it's so hard to find the light on many days. Yeah, and I, you know how much I love you, Maria and Kevin. So, nah. th- like you no, talking about you this,
1: yeah. I, you I can't guys, wait to o- the to content they
0: produce is freaking oh, insane. The stuff
1: you guys produce, is, it, by the way, is it, you make your guest feel so good. I am, was never somebody that ever saw myself doing anything like this. I came in the first time and you guys made me feel like I've been doing it for 20 years. I think that's your gift that you're able to take any kind of person, whether it's the biggest star in the world or the biggest guru or, 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 or religious person, whatever it is, you get out of them and you, and you make them relatable so people can, can feel connected. And I think that's really neat. I can't wait to listen to the show now.
3: Thank you. It's going to be you guys. The next, here's how I see it. Randall and Lala, the next three to six months is the health crisis. And really it's about protecting the elderly and mainly the elderly and the people who have compromised immune systems mainly. Correct. Then after that, I think it's going to be an economic catastrophe. And then that's going to affect people with dependents, people with mortgages and people living week to week, which is already affecting them now. Correct. I feel like millennials, if you're a millennial, go home, be with your parents, take care of mom and dad right now, circle the wagons. When you come out of when this ends, More jobs for them than ever, and I do believe student loans will probably be reduced or forgiven. But the next, it's going to be health first, and then it's going to be economic crisis, probably for like two years. Randall, like, and I
1: I agree with you, Kevin. I, I, I I think that where we're heading economically, once we get through the health issues and people are out of that that part of it, I think we're going to have to embrace the world because it's going to be real scary for for a lot of people and. And the world. I, I, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to take a quick break and I want to come right back because I could talk to you guys for years. So we're going to be right back in a minute.
0: We are back. We have two very special guests.
1: Yep. We have Maria and Kevin, the dynamic power couple business team and, and husband and wife, and friends of ours. And we've, we've just been having the best time talking with you guys. Um, I just want to just ask you guys something, because I heard a rumor, and and I'm sure it's true.
0: The rumors don't start during uh, quarantine, or don't stop during quarantine. Right, they never stop. They still fly. But
1: I did hear a yeah. rumor <laughs> that, that you guys were on the front lines, not only doing what you do every day, running this big business that you run, but you guys helped raise money for thousands of mass to help at hospitals that just fill us in, because we're just... Obviously, you know, I'm a little late to the dance here, so I'm just starting to donate uh-huh. money. So tell me what, what you did so I could feel really stupid after this. So
3: because of Marie's journey, I think, you know, with her her mom's tumor and hers, she's gotten so into um, into the medical field and has probably been counseling, Geez, I don't know, probably two or 300 patients from all over the world with different ailments, especially uh, cancer, asking her for help. And because she's learned so much of it, well – it's led us to have relationships with all the people in the medical field. And what Maria came to discover was that our people in the medical field, you guys around the country do not have the tools they need to protect themselves to fight this. And, and she discovered that, you know, we lose them as as, as, for this line of defense. We're fucked. Oh, it's over. Yeah. It was
2: when Kevin was at the hospital with my mom, she had to go get her next round of uh, chemo treatments and stuff in the hospital. And I was on speaker because Kevin's the one who forages, so we've made it so that he's the only one who goes into the outside world. And I stay home and my dad stayed home. And so when I was there on the phone with them, he was live in person. The doctor, I said to him at the end of the call, I said, Dr. Rudnick, do you have a mask on? And he said, no. And I said, yeah, I thought so. You didn't sound muffled. And he goes, well, we don't have any. He goes, the few that we have, we save for at-risk patients. Ugh. And I hung up the phone and I was so furious. And I, I was first I cried, then I got mad. And then I saw Bethany Frankel on Instagram was creating these things called Corona kits. And they had masks and they had hand sanitizer and all this stuff. So I called her and I said, where are you getting these masks? I want to raise money to get our healthcare workers Masks. I'm like, this is disgusting that my doctors are in jeopardy right now. And she said, well, I have like 10,000 right now. Maybe I should just be pivoting and moving them out of the kits and I'm going to start moving them to hospitals. So she is a gangster. She started shifting instantly. I said, let's do an episode of my podcast, Better Together, designed specifically to raise money for this. So we did the call outs. We raised some money. I connected her with this guy, Grant Verstandag. He's the founder of Rally Health. And then from there, she was soaring. She just kept texting me. I love you. I love you. Grant is amazing. He's oh, killing it. Oh, my
1: God. This and is amazing. So
2: we decided that I couldn't pick just one institution in L.A. because They've all been great to us. So we picked um, yesterday. In fact, the the shipments went. We had 5,095 masks to UCLA, Cedars, and Children's Hospital LA. Along with she added surgical masks to all of them. What? But like, listen. This was like I did very little. Bethany is a force to be reckoned with. She just is is relentless. She's been talking to every governor. She is seeing corruption within organizations that are supposed to be helping. She is getting the job done, and she deserves an award when this is done. Wow.
0: She did the same thing when the hurricane hit uh, Puerto Rico. She's like, she's just someone who... Not Just, only has her skinny girl brand, but she is someone who's out there helping people on a regular basis, no matter what it is. Yeah,
2: when when that other hurricane, I think it was Puerto Rico hit, I was uh, recovering from surgery and I remember seeing her do this. And so I reached out to her and I said, please let me help. And so I started connecting her that time as well. And so it was the first thing she mentioned on my podcast. She's like, I want everybody to know Maria was the first one to call
1: Oh my God! The
2: two of you
0: together—yeah,
1: you um, guys
2: save the world. You
1: guys are like tornadoes in the best way. Right? I mean, clearly, l- listen, Marie. You—you you, one thing I know about you is you are the most humble human in the world. And you know, I know you don't take credit for for most things you do, but the fact that you called her up and the two of you together did this is is just unreal. And I mean, where can we? Well, tell us where we can get involved, lala and I, because we oh want to make a donation. And our listeners,
2: how, yeah. our how do, do we get, get involved? Every dollar counts. Like even if you only have $1,000, even if you only have $5, I think a matter. lot of celebrities were gun shy at first when we were reaching out because everybody was instantly terrified of what if and what's happening. And then you start seeing the Ryan Reynolds and the Blake Lively's and the Drew Breezes and everybody. And then everyone started going from there. But it was hard initially to raise money. But everything Counts three or four dollars will buy an N95 mask right now for a healthcare worker. And I'm telling you, they still don't freaking have them. Torrance Hospital, I was talking to them yesterday. The CEO, they're suffering. Um, USC Keck does not have masks. Come on. They're suffering. And so donate to Be Strong. You go to Bethany Frankel on social media, click on the link for Be Strong or go to BeStrong.com, and she devotes every dime directly to the cause and she also funds it herself when she needs to wow. so there are very few organizations i've always had a really hard time with donating to organizations i just go rogue and i do my own thing right and i'm
1: similar to you maria i like to kind of do my own it's thing. hard
2: because it goes to infrastructure and you know it and it goes to fancy balls and dinners and some nonsense this is direct to the people. So if you donate to be strong, the money will go to people who need it. She's shifted and now been getting hazmat suits. She got a million hazmat suits out. What? Um, what? It's crazy. I mean, think about it. FEMA sent California ventilators and Gavin Newsom, the governor, had to go on TV and say, uh, yes, we got them, but they're all busted. And we had to send them to Silicon Valley oh, to fix them.
1: Come on. Oh come on. Well, I want to say right here on this call, when I get off this call, I'm donating $5,000 to be strong. Because you, you're a rock star. I'll and match
0: that, Rand. I will match your so, 5K. All right.
1: Now now <laughs> I feel even well. I'm going to
0: hold
2: you to it. She looks, by the way. No, no, she'll see will, whether your name is on there, Rand. Uh, no, <laughs> Listen,
0: we, no, there's, if there's one thing we Beth- do, if we donate to a cause. Tell <laughs> Bethany
1: that we are giving $5,000 each. We will give a total of $10,000. Wow. And she will be able no to watch No way. Yep. 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 We're going to do. Come on. This is. This is the least we can do. I mean, these these healthcare providers, the doctors, the nurses, I'm watching them on the front lines, no sleep, twenty hour shifts, thirty hour shifts, and risking their lives to save people yeah. who are in need. Come on. These are the heroes of, of the, right, world. the
2: least we could do legit guys. I just retweeted a video of a nurse hysterically crying and she was like, I had to quit my job because they put me in a COVID-19 unit without a mask. And I have a family I have to protect oh, and she has to quit her job. We don't want nurses dying. We don't need them in fear. They're having to write wills what? on the fly because they're afraid they're going to die. And the, the gangster ones are still going in and they are just hoping for the best.
1: Oh, my this God. This
3: is horrible. A, a
2: disaster of epic proportions. How dare we in this century, in 2020, allow the people who take care of us to be jeopardized the way they are? It's absolutely disgusting. And I'm sorry, I'm not a genius, but I knew what was coming. And so other people should have known, too, and actions should have been taken.
3: Well, I think we can all Monday morning quarterback, but I understand the philosophy, Randall, of you don't want economic collapse either because that's going to lead to even greater problems. So you roll the dice and hope. You can keep the economy going, and you know what? It, it just didn't pay off. So now we just have to deal and, with and, it.
1: And by the way, because I was just moved to tears there, and so was Lala. I just want to say something. I don't think in a in a hundred years since the Spanish flu, I think exactly that, Kevin. I think the government thought they're going to roll the right. dice. This will be some small situation that we'll catch, they'll fix, they'll it won't it won't blow up. But every hundred years, something like this happens, and it just. Nobody saw it coming. And, and I, I agree, Maria, you know, the United States of America should be better. But
0: of course, but they we, should protect their people. Right, and like Maria but, said, at this day and time, we should be we have the ability but, to be better. But, right.
1: But if if the government can't do it, then people like you, Maria and Kevin and and Bethany, Franklin and all the other people out there.
0: And you guys
1: and us and us and us. But, you know, and, and I, you know, Lala and I, uh, you know, just did uh, our podcast today was with a COVID survivor, a guy that we became uh, friends with. And he's 40 years old with no underlying health issues. He did five days in intensive care at the hospital fighting for his life. He's out now. And I wanted people to hear from him, you know, like this is affecting everybody, young, yep. old, healthy or non-healthy this will change your life. It has changed everybody's life already, but we want to protect and save and be and keep people as healthy as we can. And I just feel like we all have this obligation, but but
2: I also think, I also think guys, like, here's the thing. I agree with the protect the economy because you're protecting people in general when you do that. But when you see that something could be coming, and this is just for the future, you need to protect the downside. You need to go into action and yeah, say, This could be coming. Now, 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 why don't now, 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 we now. arm our hospitals, arm our governors, but prepare now. everybody for now, the worst? When we have a hurricane coming, we we start to prepare. This
3: has never happened in our lifetime. You hear what Randall said it was hundred years ago, the Spanish flu, and the only reason they called it the Spanish flu, do you know why, guys? No. Do you know why it was called? no. Because because Spain was the only place to admit that they had a flu. Everyone else did what we did today. Everyone denied it because they didn't want the economy to collapse.
2: Wow.
3: We have not seen this in our lifetime. No,
1: 110 years ago or something. It was like 110 years ago. And, and I agree with you, Kevin, like this is that one thing going to the other side. We need to learn from this when we get through it. So that a hundred years from now or 200 years from now, if this ever happens again, and it will happen again, I'm sure at some point that we're prepared and that, People like Maria and 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 we just don't. We're, we're better prepared, like the hospitals yep. and doctors and nurses. And I'll I'll just say, you know, this is a time of uncertainty, but at the same time, it's a time for the human spirit, and right. that's what this is an example of. For me, that's yeah. what I'm. That that's the that's the upside of this for me. Well, that, you
0: have to have an upside. Yeah, and it's
3: gonna no no. There's gonna be a huge reset, which we totally needed as a culture, and you guys know that. We we're getting you know and. Furthermore, you know, that. remember, Randall, do you remember your great grandparents or the depression survivors, how they had cans yeah. of food in their basement forever? That's going to be all of us now. Like, we're going to carry this with us. Right, we'll right. all be kind of, you know, at
2: least in our like, lifetimes, we'll all be prepared after this. One other thing, one other thing that people can do that are listening to this, because you guys are obviously crushing it with your podcast and are, have so many listeners Um, is if you are in an affected area, send the local hospital some cookies or some treats or some snacks or flowers. Well, you can't do flowers anymore, but 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 send them food, send them some soup, send them something so that they know they have something there. And if you are an attorney and you can share your services right now with doctors and nurses, call up the CEO of a hospital and say, I would love to extend my services to these doctors and nurses who are panicking right now. Yeah. There are so many things that we can all do. We can share our gifts, our talents, our skills with them right now because they need it most. The first responders, the EMTs, the fire departments, send food to them. Wait,
1: Kevin, Murray, you guys saying like we could just get in the car, drop off a bag of groceries or a bag of this or some hot food or some hot lunch. And, and that, that helps. Like everything at this point helps, you're saying. Anything.
2: I think everything helps. I think Kevin, what Kevin said is a good point is you can support the local economy by ordering food and having it delivered to the hospitals. And you could just say this is for, you know, the staff here at this hospital that needs it most and, you know, whatever.
3: It's a great idea. It's a great idea. There's one other thing people are doing, you guys, is for some of the local businesses – If you wanna support them, buy gift cards. A lot of them are selling gift cards for when the smoke clears. You can go out and use them, but all these like little things, because I'm telling you, I don't wave this is wave one, wave two is to see it's one thing to be sick, but to be impoverished and sick. You guys, I don't really want to see that.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah. And you're right, Kevin. It's, it's so smart of you because you know, I, you're, you're, saying, okay, we're going to get through the health part of this. It's going to be brutal and we're in it now, but we have but, to
0: be prepared, but for we have it. to be prepared the, for wave two. When we are healthy. When people next? are on the
1: street, losing their homes, losing their businesses, uh, you know, we've, we've got to also be ready for that. And that's yeah, next. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And here's the thing, guys, we haven't even started. I'm telling you, it is going to be such a pain that we don't even know how to fucking handle. It is going to be a very deep pain to see the people around you dropping the way that this is going to hit. And I hope that in California, what they're saying is true, that we did the social distancing. And also because we're so spread out, it won't hit as hard. I'm praying, but everybody has to stay in. In New York, it's going to be brutal. It already is brutal because they're so close. It's such tight quarters for everybody.
1: New York is unreal. I've seen the pictures, the body bags and the refrigerated trucks that they're using on the side of the street.
2: And we've just begun, guys. We've just begun. So So stay
3: in. And I think the other thing, too, is for people who have children out there, you know, you can look at this as as a really bad thing for to expose them to. Or you can look at this as an opportunity to teach them about life and, and have them you know, now do chores and be, you know, understand that they have to be part of this team and this kind of team effort. Like they did back in the depression, Randall, like they did those other times. Like it's about saying, Hey, like I have friends who's the kids are kind of trampling them. And then I have other friends that are the stronger parents who are like, Hey, you're going to do dishes now. And you're going to help set the table and you're going to like, we're going to now work together to make the better of this. So I want to, I
1: want to, I want to just say one last thing on that, Kevin, you're a hundred percent right, Lala. You know who's a stepmom to two little girls. We have had to change our whole world. I mean, we're all home, and and at first it was not easy. Everybody was overwhelmed. Everybody's on top of each other. But I think we've just started to get in our groove with school first, uh, reading, quality time, and 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 growing up time. Lala and I both have have sat the girls down and said. Nobody's gonna be acting like an animal in this house. We're all gonna learn and be together. We're gonna play games. I mean, I played more Uno. What's that (laughs) other game you got me
0: playing? Rummy Q.
1: Rummy Q. More Rummy Q, more coloring. So, anyway, I think, Kevin, your words are right on the money people have to come together as families they have to spend quality time and 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 take the best from this
0: right and and before we let you guys go enjoy the rest of your quarantine day i want to tell you thank you so much for joining us i mean you you shed so much light on this and i i'm really really grateful for what you guys are doing not only for Entertainment purposes, but what really matters in this world. Thank you so much, and, 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 you,
1: and you made us both cry, Maria. So and yeah. Kevin. So thank you for that too. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: guys, you know what? Let's have a uh, let's have a FaceTime cocktail hour at some point. You, you pick it. Are, you pick it. A lot of friends are doing that now. They're having Zoom cocktail parties. Guys, and let's I do you, Thursday. I I
1: let's do a Thursday night, six p.m. Zoom cocktail tomorrow, tomorrow. Night. I'm in tomorrow. But
2: guess what? I'm it's so weird. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You guys because are the best. schedule something with me now? I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I'm totally wide
1: open, actually. It's so weird. Maria, I have that same problem. I'm pretty free tomorrow as well.
2: Okay, so we'll do our cocktail party. Yes. And one last thing if you guys want to um, know more about After Buzz, TV.com. And if you want to tune into my show, it's every day at 11 a.m. Pacific time yes. on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Facebook. It's called Better Together
1: better together everybody everybody's got to tune in we're gonna tune in because I, 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 need I, it. I we need it
2: <laughs> and most importantly donate to be strong I can't wait to text Bethany
1: text Bethany text Bethany that we're sending money so and, and everybody who listens to us please like Maria said one dollar two dollars five dollars whatever, whatever it you, takes whatever
2: you can donate yeah because guess what what you're hearing on the news about masks getting there from the government you, you just can't wait let there be extra who cares Right. Let there be extra, because I hear a lot of people. The government's supposed to. Uh, the government's supposed to do a lot, but guess what? They're also overwhelmed. There's a lot going on, and this isn't to knock them. But sometimes you got to be a leader yourself, and you got to get what has to get done done, whether it's your job or not. Amen,
0: Maria. Amen, I love Maria,
1: and You are a powerhouse, and Kevin, you are as well. And your friends and family, and we are grateful to know you, and and we love you.
2: Thank you so much. We love you guys too. And we can't wait for your wedding. It's going to be bigger and better than ever.
0: Oh, we love you. Bye you guys. (laughs) Thanks guys.
1: Love you guys. All right. They heard it.
0: Oh my gosh. That was every time I talk to Maria and Kevin though, I feel inspired. I feel like, you know what? They're right. We, we can be leaders. You may think that you're so such a small fish in a large pond that's just a box that we put ourselves in. We can I, definitely I do this as a community.
1: And when she says, donate five bucks, she means it. Five dollars means something. So everybody listening, doesn't matter how much money you have or how little money you have, hopefully if you have five dollars, it means more. To, you know what You know what it is, law. and, and this has been something I've struggled with my whole <clears throat> life early on when I was younger, is like, it's the effort. Okay, I'm going to take the phone out. I'm going to register. I'm gonna, you know what? Just do it this time mm-hmm. for five bucks, two bucks, three bucks, or ten bucks, whatever you can afford. We all have to do it right now so we can get through this thing. So we have more doctors because, God forbid, it's a loved one of yours or a friend or a family member, whatever. You're right. going to want that doctor there to take care of your family. So we're inspired. We want everybody to be inspired and be safe. And this- be
0: safe. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you next week.